Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. This is your championship edition. This is the, the, everything's been decided, y'all. It's over, you know. You put in all that work on the field in the summer, you didn't. And you, you, you know, you put in that time both in the community and in the weight room. In the weight room. That's that that all that all came to fruition in the season. And if it all worked out, then lo, you got a chance to play in a conference championship game, which which is really actually pretty bad for your team. Like, because you know you can actually make the playoff without having to play one of those. It's an innovation, an Alabamaovation, if you will, that they have employed not once but at least twice, depending on how you count it. Jason, you got somewhere to start us talk, talking about this foolishness? So, um, let's go back. Uh, we're we're going to talk some Big Ten. So, I just want to run through a few things and see if we can find a, a connecting strand between these things. Um, the Big Ten, one of its big talking points is we play nine conference games, and if you make the conference title game, you play ten conference games. Um, and that sounds cool and impressive until you remember that includes teams like Illinois, Maryland, um, and then a certain team that really tops those in just overall embarrassingness name association, whether they're improved or not. Um, Of course, I'm going with Rutgers, okay? And and we're going somewhere somewhere with this. Okay. Um, Rutgers added to the Big Ten uh, a few years after they were decent enough to make themselves at least presentable enough that it didn't feel like a completely crass cash grab by the Big Ten. Now, um, when Rutgers was decent, do you do you recall the the head coach at the time? Mm, no, no clue. Name name familiarity or recent events tied to this name couldn't possibly jar the, the moniker from <laughs> the vast recesses of my brain. No, who was that? Well, well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to reach back and tell you that the name was Greg Schiano, okay? Mm, goodness. Um might not be familiar with that name, but that's fine. Um let's skip forward, skip forward a little bit. The recent NFL coaching tenure that not only was it a debacle on the field, also included um disease scandals off the mm-hmm. field and and players hating uh, a coach openly and players diving at knees and and just like out of all the botched NFL coaching tenures, it might have been the worst. Do, 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 do you know the name that's associated with this one? Oh, no, no, no. Please fill me in. Well, that's again Greg Schiano. Same, mm, one in the same. Goodness. Okay. So here we are. We move forward to 2017. Um, an especially invigorating coaching carousel is underway. One, that's one, um, way, one way to put it, yes. <laughs> led by Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee at the forefront of this exciting whirlwind of transactions. Um, the most spectacular moment of Tennessee's coaching search so far, the, uh, the, the, when the wisdom of the crowd rose up and rejected a, a, a hire that uh, Penn had already been applied to paper. Do you know who the coach was at that point? Um, no, no, no. You, you, again, please fill me in. Once again, it was Greg Schiano. Huh. Now, here we are with you're the, the college football playoff committee. They've just seen a Saturday full of conference championship games. They're sitting in their uh, their boardroom with um, with their, their computers. Look like they run Windows 98 based on the uh, the, the, the ESPN montage. Um, they're sitting around there debating. Um, you know, it's pretty clear it's going to come down to Alabama, which, of course, doesn't need to play conference championship games. Only needs to play two ranked teams all year. Or Ohio State, which lost a game to Oklahoma and also lost a game to Iowa. The problem with those two losses is they weren't close. And in fact, Ohio State gave up 55 points. Now, do you know the name of Ohio State's defensive coordinator? Um, you know what? I'm just going to make a guess. I'm going to guess that that was Greg Schiano. It was Greg Schiano. The most important game of the entire college football season involved Greg Schiano fucking up. 
And that has been the story of football for quite a while now. So it's as if he were contagious. Just a, just an outbreak throughout the heartland. <laughs> we gotta we gotta burn it all down. It's useless. Don't even just, look at it. Just the out. Greg Schiano is the the outbreak the outbreak monkey of basically <laughs> disastrous football things. Is what you're trying to tell me. Much. I enjoy people who defended him by saying, "Oh man, you know, but he's a like you know we we looked into it and like you know I, I know him and Urban Meyer knows him and you know he says he's a he's a great guy." <laughs> okay <laughs> i man you know he might he might be a great guy um he didn't coach the bucks into the floor you know like that's the, you can do both i know plenty of real nice guys who are incompetent right? sure sure yeah, no i mean that's actually like you know it's pretty common when you're like hmm, yeah that guy's really really cool don't let him light the grill yeah i I don't know if I'd trust Greg Greg to light the grill. <laughs> a fourteen step process. <laughs> I think it's like the you know, max intensity. Anymore. <laughs> what you need to do is knock the grill over while it's on fire. Show it who's business. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think um I, I don't think that anything in this, by the way, sounds inaccurate. I'm just gonna you know, we're a very scientific podcast. We like to decide things based on the numbers. And the numbers for me that stick out here when you go, oh yeah, like like hey, they put they put Alabama in. Well, first of all, hey, listen, it's not my fault Alabama's smarter than you. Oh no, that's on you. <laughs> that's, that should always be on you. And you're like, oh man, how'd Alabama get in without playing a championship game? <laughs> Outsmarted by Alabamans again. <laughs> can't be well, that hard. <laughs> see your problems. That's like when somebody says, I don't know if we'll ever have a good football program in put state here. Okay, <laughs> can I? I'm gonna fill you in on something here. Okay, Alabama's good at it. This isn't that hard. You just need some. You just need a commitment to certain method, certain methodologies, certain certain recruiting methods. Then then everybody just comes on board. It's not hard, y'all. You just write checks, R- write checks and get per. You know, write checks and get permission to do some stuff. That's it. Can't be that hard. State of Alabama's you know good at it, right? And what else are they good at? That's a really long list. Too long for this podcast is my rationale for not giving you a second thing that the state happens to be good at, which is actually good, right? Not going to cheat and be like, man, what's what, what are they good at? Bull weevils. Okay, that's not that's, a, that's an old <laughs> thing. They're not even good at bull weevilling anymore. Oh, damn. Done fell off. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the, de- <laughs> the debate to me, Alabama versus Ohio State, Alabama, obviously flawed, imperfect, undeniable. You know, far from the best of the Saban era, far from a, a an open and shut case. If you had, you know, if you had a a twelve and one conference champion anywhere in sight, we'd be delighted to include them. But there weren't any of those, and Greg Schiano gave up fifty five points to Iowa. So mm-hmm. Ohio State, you are fairly out, yeah. and that's and that, that. And that's a shame, by the way. Like, like I, I will say this too. Like, I think this was. This was the case that I thought was going to happen, which is which is rare. I'm usually wrong, right? I'll let my emotions get the best of me. You know, and you're like, oh, no, nah, man, that team deserves to be in because they're cool. <laughs> like, that's, I really, yeah, wish, yeah, yeah. like, you know, if you're asking me, like, oh, man. Put UCF in. Of course. Like, if you want the coolest thing, man, it's when you go, oh, no, we're going to put UCF. We're going to put USC, right? Why? <laughs> they're cool. <laughs> like, that's. That's how this works. So we just pick it and go, okay. I did it because I like him. Wait, you know? Why isn't Georgia in there? I don't like his haircut. Yeah. Kirk, Kirby Smart's got a, he's got a Jim Carrey haircut. They have too many good running backs. Too <laughs> many. I get confused. It's too easy for him. You can't have that. You got to have somebody. It's that, That'd be like being able to hit two drives off the tee every time you play golf. That's about the only golf metaphor I'll ever use or understand. Right there. I know you get one drive, and after that, it's a mystery. It's a big fog. Just ball's gone. Try, trying to speak your language, Georgia fans. <laughs> you got a month to catch it's, up. It's either that or, like, dime store libertarianism. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'll meet you where you live is what I'm saying, okay? That's, that's, where, that's the kind of customer service we give you. The point is this. 
I, I really would have liked to have seen uh, this Ohio State team play because they do really cool, sh- you know, really cool shit. Like there's, there's no argument against that, right? Like when they get like against Wisconsin, when they got the ball to Paris Campbell, right? And you just saw him versus some, I don't know, person not as fast as he was on the Wisconsin team, which could be any one of 22 people at any given time on either starting depth chart for Wisconsin because nobody's as fast as Paris Campbell on that roster. No one. Like, that's... I love watching Urban Meyer teams. You know why? Everyone is insanely fast. All of them. So many things that could be considered mistakes that they might do, right? So many little flaws are masked by the fact that by the time they correct them, you just started your tackle, right? Like, oh, look, he fumbled the ball and 30 yards downfield. Yeah, the Big Ten championship game was great um, because just everything was as itself as it could possibly be. Ohio State is, if they get just the slightest flash of open grass touchdown, 80 yards touchdown, (laughs) you know, whereas Wisconsin is just laboring over every yard and like, okay, we're going to have our fullback run a wheel route and then we're going to squeeze out. 12 yards. <laughs> it just everything was so hard for them. Wisconsin was just working its ass off and like hanging around. It's just like Ohio State's going so damn fast that it's like bonking into walls and stuff. And um you know and and in, in extremely urban Meyer fashion of course you did have a quarterback out there JT Barrett who was 6 days off knee surgery. Uh, carried the ball 19 times with one mm-hmm. leg, sure, which is about the most Urban Meyer thing I've ever heard. Yeah, um, and play, you know played an okay game. If you're playing a really good defense, you put up what uh, 20, 24 was it 27, 24 something like that. You put up enough points. We'll say that. I'm not looking up looking it up. Why should I do that? No, no, you they're not a playoff team. I don't care about their stats. Yeah, you know, you know who, uh, you know who doesn't look up? J.K. Dobbins. Just he's running. What what yard line is it? Doesn't matter. It won't be the one I'm on. It won't be that one for long, man. He's fun to watch. I love that scheme too. And I know that like they, they tend to ride JT Barrett. I'd point out by the way that like given uh, his recent surgery, uh, it was probably the correct, like this is an insane. This is how dumb football can be as a sport. It made sense to run the guy who had just had knee surgery because he was missing guys deep because it looked like he wasn't quite like, you know, he's still on his, like, baby post-surgery fawn legs, right? In terms of correctly gauging the pressure you needed to place to drive the ball to the deepest receiver. And it's not like Barrett's been an accomplished a passer anyway, right? Kevin Wilson and that offensive staff did a lot of work this year in order to put him in good positions where he had good, easy throws. They they were great. They, they did an awesome job. Set of JT Barrett. But, like, that's JT Barrett. He's going to miss an open receiver. It's going to happen. So it kind of made sense to go, like, yeah, boys, running the single wing with the guy who just got knee surgery. <laughs> Big Ten champs. Yeah. Go. This game's always been efficiency, short efficiency, um, runs that, like, you know, he's not super fast. You know, he's just he's going to get the yards. Yeah, no. You know, I mean, if, and- if, he, if he happened to have a different skin tone, I think people would have an easier time describing his game you know, he just grits his way to four yards. Needed three, and he got 3.1. You know, like, gritty, gritty, tough, tough. Like, imagine if a fucking white quarterback came out six days after a surgery, you know, and won a conference <laughs> title. There would be statues on every corner. So many guys in sweatshirts playing the training montage from Rocky Four over and over again. Hearts <laughs> on fire! When JT Barrett does it, they're like, he's missing deep passes. The guy with one leg threw it threw it 80 yards when he should have thrown it 70. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. I I I just I love the way they work that offense though. And like it is one thing I am hope hoping you see a little bit more of it, Florida. When you spread the ball out like that and you have a running quarterback, sometimes those run lanes, it's awesome. You just look up and you're like, oh hey, look, there's a running back 15 yards downfield. Nine nanoseconds after the snap. How'd that happen? You're like, everybody freaked out about the quarterback. And boop. Look, we got a run lane like the size of a driveway. Just extending to infinity. That happens when you have somebody like J.K. Dobbins. Who was so good 
that he ruined a Dwayne Wade like soundbite on SportsCenter because LeBron was yelling about it. Going, yeah, freshman point record <laughs> in the background in Sports Center. Love you, oh. bro- love you, Bron Bron. Oh, the collision in the end zone uh, between I forget who was carrying the ball, probably a full. Baffled at buckle up, and and um a a hero who the internet dubbed turf guy had to go out and massage the field back together, just out there, Purdue grad out there um tending the fields. Yeah, that's a like like king of all dads for a night. There's a guy who's like, oh, I got a turf issue. I don't know, boys. I think I'm gonna get this one. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Lord of all dads for one night and one night only is the guy who went out and fixed the field turf. What is the um the turnover chain of dad totems? <laughs> it's the, you know what it is? It's the green rake. Because remember. <laughs> He's got the golden rake. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if we need to go golden. Let's just go with that same plastic green rake because. What do I need a golden rake for? <laughs> Gold, gold is uh gold is ductile. I know, yeah, but it doesn't quite the flex. Plastic rake, plastic rake flexes like you need to in order to get the the most uh, leaves displaced per stroke. I think it would be like a expensive sounding um, composite. Stru- you know, oh, that's a Darthotite rake. Those are, <laughs> those are great. Those are worth the money. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't buy a lot of stuff, but when I do, I get the best. <laughs> it's a $150 rake. It's worth it. Dude, any guy who says, you know what? I don't buy much stuff, but when I do, I get the best. He's he fucking. He <laughs> buys. He buys all the stuff. All of it. Boats. <laughs> yeah, but I bought the best twice. <laughs> they're, they're both the best. <laughs> this is the best, and this is the best. This is even better. Yeah. You know, any, it's like, this goes with my usual law of adult communication that when somebody you don't know is telling you something just invert it and that's what it means right like i'm a frugal guy <laughs> you've been bankrupt <laughs> twice <laughs> you frugal now yeah because the courts know about it <laughs> like when nick saban says as he did ah you know if we'd lost by 30 points we wouldn't be having this conversation <laughs> yeah you would you know why because you're alabama that's why you're still gonna you're still gonna try to get in Every coach will. All of them. <laughs> I think my favorite part about his politicking was the week before he was talking about, well, I think, you know, if you just look at what this team's accomplished, what the fuck did you accomplish? You beat Fresno State and you I didn't mean, accomplish the shit. You just beat, you blew out a bunch of okay teams. I mean, cool. It worked for you. That's fine. Everyone knows you're great. Fine. Shut up. You probably beat Clemson. Shut the fuck up. No one cares. But like, accomplished. I don't need. Hey, put sixty points on Ole Miss. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, you you uh you beat LSU. There, you you beat LSU. You beat Miss, you beat Mississippi State. So we're one of two teams in Alabama to beat LSU. Uh, one of them is the Sun Belt co-champ. Yeah, it's true. When you get them, you know what? When when you say that, you know, hey man, listen, we didn't want to play Mercer. <laughs> fucking mercer man mercer has got so many goddamn strays <laughs> well first of all why why are you gonna insult the pride of making like that why are you dragging making through the fucking mud man the almond brothers otis redding man man if you're if you're a if you're a making legend right now you are the name of your town is bringing sullied coast to coast well from edge of the midwest to other edge of the midwest just just for the fact that your university has a you know football team that's in the FCS subdivision and is basically as good as Illinois anyway. Yeah, that that and I will also put this uh the epicenter of the disease known as SEC basketball fever is in somewhere between Auburn and Tuscaloosa. Like do when we say SEC basketball fever, you mean oh god, <laughs> who watches that shit? <laughs> you know, this year apparently i don't know there's like two good teams florida might be good i'm I'm a really i'm a really great florida fan by the way from basketball if it's not real obvious are they good have they started playing is that a thing uh but uh i know one thing mercer has that uh alabama doesn't and uh that's uh 
that's they've won a uh, they've won an NCAA tournament game. Yeah, they beat the du- they beat Duke, and then they um they hit the Nene on the on the side of the court. Yeah, they had a white boy hit the Nene with accuracy, enthusiasm, and precision. Yeah, what y'all know about making? Y'all don't know shit about making. <laughs> National media elites think they know making. Not a you damn. could you couldn't handle the fucking gnats. Not a damn thing. Yeah, exactly. bring bring all. You don't know what these gnats are like, bro. You don't know. You don't know shit. The plague of pestilence. What do you know about the gnat belt, huh? <laughs> Up there in fucking Columbus, Ohio, or or you know where, wherever you're from, Medill person. Wherever, come down and mess with the gnat belt. <laughs> See? There See? You. There. Now Bama's got three quality wins. Yeah, once you come down and get that cheddar's right off I-75, I think that's the third making exit. You'll notice it's a denuded hill with a large highway sign that says cheddar's. I feel like the South Georgia gnats thing is something that like people think is made up or exaggerated. <laughs> no. I think there's like a lot of really great regional phenomena that... uh that that play out like that like you know people are like yeah you know what the wind doesn't ever fucking stop in coding cody wyoming you know and you're like ah man that's bullshit and then you go to cody and you're like this would drive a man mad <laughs> i'm walking sideways <laughs> this all is the n- time all the time this is nuts why are kidding why are you here <laughs> why is anyone here yeah the na- yeah the gnats gnats are a real thing like i went down to statesboro to do a story on them like many many moons ago and uh like three coaches ago and going there for the first time in the summer you're like oh man i walked through a cloud of gnats that, that, that'll disperse right nope nope you're no just, you're just like listen man you know in case you ever see anyone just country strong and jacked from statesboro georgia you know how they got there it's all that extra protein they're just inhaling just mm-hmm. just gnat mm-hmm. right they're all like they're all like massive whales right and just, put <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a gnat ain't nothing but flying plankton. It is. It's just air plankton. They're just. You're like, well, man, I haven't seen I haven't seen him eat today, and man, he just put up like sets of three fifteen at the Gold's Gym. Like, what the hell is going on? You're like, yep, it's that air plankton man, moving like a majestic sperm whale. See, Mercer, Mercer, so strong. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what you need, Columbus. Maybe, bro, bro. <laughs> you need you know what you need to work into your routine while you're trying to you know i don't know what's what's the hot workout right now it's probably like the hulk workout where you try to look like the actual hulk from like the avengers movie right but not cgi so you you, you try to look like mark ruffalo yeah you try to look like this. first of all <laughs> buy some pleated pants buy first you're gonna buy like a turtleneck sweater yeah then you're and you're gonna, gonna and then you're gonna gain like five pounds of muscle yeah, and you're gonna kind of slump a little bit, you know. That's like just that's that's a very important thing for a character actor. And you're like, I'm going to play a nerd. I'm gonna I'm gonna slump a little. <laughs> um, that is uh, that is all something that I think you need to work on. You need to go ahead and get out. You know, you need to work on your nat intake because nat intake is definitely something that I don't know, bro. You know, I'm just just saying. Your your workout's probably incomplete. I really hope there isn't a person listening to this who's going, "Yeah, man, I got to try this bug shit out." These Southerners, <laughs> they got something to go. They got something going here. <laughs> this, this, this reminds me of the uh, the take of the day. Um, the what's the fucking site? Like the, the Alabama over Iowa State is the death of college football. Oh, that that'd be the big lead. Okay, which yeah, I, which I have no personal experience with at all. Nope, not bit. <laughs> you can google that one yeah um so i actually clicked on it did you did you happen to click on it um i read like eight words of it and i was like <laughs> it's not much longer than eight words <laughs> it's like three paragraphs <laughs> and i think i memorized all of them <laughs> it's like you know it's like uh, 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 alabama was picked that that's what happened kirk herb street walked off the set in disgust and then it's like Ohio State had so many good wins. Their resume was better. And then the final graph is like three Southern teams. Imagine the TV ratings. And that's it. It's the whole fucking thing. You just push publish. <laughs> Where's the post? You're like, that's an excellent outline. Who gives a shit about the TV ratings? First of all, they're going to be great because everybody wants to see um, 
Clemson again? Like national brand Clemson? <laughs> yeah. I mean, At that's, this point? The ratings, the ratings will be incredible because uh, Oklahoma is involved. You know, bringing with it, you know, not just Norman, but the surrounding environs of Oklahoma Tulsa? City and maybe Tulsa. Maybe. Does the brand carry that? I mean, I don't know. Baker Mayfield versus Nick Saban for the national title? Nah, nobody will watch that. Nobody will watch that. <laughs> let's, let's Not Nick, compelling. Unless Nick suits up. He's got the leather helmet. About the same size. It's true. It's true. You know what? I bet Nick's got two snaps. Two. Not three. <laughs> Definitely not three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't usually click on the bad take getting roasted, but I'm, I'm glad I clicked on that one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I saw it and I was like, "Yeah, awesome, let's do it." <laughs> <laughs> let's, I was like, I, first of all, I was like, mm, "Which person at this site who knows nothing about this sport wrote this?" And then I was like, "Oh, this one, yes." <laughs> you know, like you, you, there's no, I, I, there's no point. By the way, like this is something people need to learn on the internet. You're like. There's no point in actually engaging with either a disingenuous conversation or one that's so stupid from the start you should throw it in the street like a drunkard. And that's one. You should just, just boom, like, oh, okay, cool. I think the, the the key to maintaining your sanity is to just treat everything as an entertainment product. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe sometimes even things that are actively trying to kill you. You know, sometimes you just got to. You know, but in this case, don't get mad. Just enjoy it. Um, I have one you know, in my head, I was like, what is one thing I do want to take out of the Big Ten title game? And it's it's this. It's a moment that I don't really want to forget. I try to cling to these to the end of the season because you go, oh, this is, this is so fleeting so quick. Everyone's careers are so fast. And, you know, these teams sort of, you know, come together and then they then they disband, you know, like like sunrise and sunset. Right. I want to appreciate all of it at once. They just leave for Texas A&M for $75 million guaranteed, just like that. (laughs) Pay up, bitch. Pay up. (laughs) I need a new Christmas tree. (laughs) Welcome, coach. Where's my money? That's the best. Jimbo's in such a hurry. Throw the tree out. Get that shit out of here. Gotta go. $75 million. I just, I'm looking forward to a new... I'll buy a fucking forest. Let's go. I'm looking forward to a new era of Jimbo being, like, literally, like, you know, only rich folks in my mentions, right? Like, <laughs> like of him just becoming the biggest <laughs> dick on the planet now that he's got an obscene amount, like, more money than his West Virginia ass could have possibly imagined even I touching, know, right? pony wearing gator boots, wearing a giant <laughs> cowboy hat with rhinestones on it. <laughs> Just yeah, just like yeah. Don't don't touch my horse, bitch. Don't. World's fanciest, <laughs> fanciest cowboy. Like he's gonna be richer than some of their boosters by the time <laughs> this is done, right? Someone will be like, "Hey, coach, can we get a picture?" He's like, "Get away from me, broke boy." <laughs> Here, let me sign your forehead. Oh, okay, coach. Look, he's gonna he's gonna be like like toward the end of his tenure there. There will be zero football talk. It will all be about price, the price of like land in the Permian, right? <laughs> be like, no, no, no. That that went up this week. You need to go get on that, right? Hey, coach, what's the game plan for this week? Pff, game plans to make some money. <laughs> he's gonna fire himself. That's how this is gonna work. He's gonna a good become, idea. I know he's gonna become a massive booster for A and M and be like, you know whose fault this is? It's mine. You know who's gonna fix it? Me, Booster Jimbo. Gonna fire myself. Better cash this guy out. <laughs> What's the buyout? Always oh, going up. <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna predict this. By the way, that they have like one ten or eleven win season, and he gets an extension and more money out of this. Because <laughs> if you ninety seven million dollars guaranteed <laughs> for going nine and three. Because if you don't know, we will repeat it for you. It's guaranteed. It's 10 years, $75 million, and it is all going to Jimbo. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just We hadn't mentioned that on here, and we had to. Anyway, you're talking about things, <laughs> wonderful moments to treasure that make you happy. <laughs> get, get your dirty farm hand off me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk to poor people. <laughs> okay? People with low money, that's slow money. You get out of my way. We're living the fast life over here. Um, 
Yeah, the thing I wanted to just remember from from the Big Ten title game is this that um <laughs> that Wisconsin is so much slower, so much more gritty and harder working than Ohio State. All right. Um then that at one point they called um they made a great call. It was the um it was the call where they handed it off to, I believe, the fullback, and the fullback throws back to Hornibrook, right? Um, which was cool. Like that's 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 awesome. That's everything that you really, you know, that's everything you want in a championship game, right? Like, hey, you know, give me a trick play. It'd be cool. Um, so they did, and and Hornibrook got the ball in the open field. And man, when I tell you, if you rewind the tape, <laughs> if he runs left, right, he's kind of it's it goes from the right hash to the left hash, the pass, right. Um, moving from right to left on your radio dial. And the ball goes and it lands in Wisconsin quarterback Alex Honeybrook's hands. And he gets it. And if he just runs to the pylon, it's a TD. Now, this doesn't change anything. Wisconsin eventually gets this TD. But Honeybrook gets the ball. And rather than instinctively move to open space, which is what a ball carrier would do, uh, Honeybrook sort of freezes up for a moment <laughs> And then realizes that he's in open field with one defender to beat and immediately begins figuring out almost like visibly. You could see him like, hmm, I need to think about how to get past this guy. What? I I choose to play juke. <laughs> RB. <laughs> spin, <laughs> spin, parry, thrust. Yeah, it was, it was not. It, yeah, guap. It was not good. He was. Like, he, like that's the problem with giving the ball to the quarterback. Uh, the quarterback is a ball handler. They're not a ball carrier, typically, in most offenses like Paul Christ's. And when that happened, you could see his brain lock up for a second as he realized, like, I don't know, like an old dad who gets up on the roof one day. Like, I'll just get up on the roof, you know? I'll, and then what are you going to do? I'll just jump down. You realize, oh, it's much farther than I thought it was. This this physical situation is something I have really miscalculated from the jump. Yeah, it was it, it was like a like a kid charging into the ocean and then realizing like, oh, the waves are very tall and I am <laughs> only three feet off the ground. Uh, yeah, mm. it was it was adorable. It was everything I love in college athletics that <laughs> that poor Alex Hornibrook was like, I'm not a receiver. <laughs> I haven't been trained for this. <laughs> I should learn to swim before I go out here. Yeah, it was. Um, he it was, he ordered the uh, the big novelty burger that if you finish the whole thing, you get your your plaque on the wall at the restaurant forever. Yeah, but he had a big lunch beforehand. No, he, that, no, this is one the, of those not like oh man, you ate, you ate like sixty percent of that good goat. No, he ate like a hamburger. <laughs> yeah, she had a couple big bites and. <laughs> Just gonna go down. Did you um? Did you watch any of the ACC title game? I um. I kept doing this. I kept popping over. Like, mm, let's see how they. Do. Oh, that's bad. Well, that's yep. not. Mm, oh goodness. <laughs> I think most of America did that too. Once Clemson sort of melted through and just reduced them to rubble and got up fourteen nothing. You're like, yeah, I don't know if anybody on this team can block those guys. That that doesn't seem to be good. Yeah, it um, like when I considered flipping over, it was already fourteen zero, and it's like okay, Miami's without their best receiver. I think we're good here. That's that'll do it. I'll keep the Mountain West game on standby instead. Yeah, every time I um, every time I saw anything happening in that game, it was usually this. It was usually, mm, man, that quarterback's running around a lot for no reason. <laughs> That's like Clemson running smash tidy pass. Smash. Miami. Oh, man. Quarterback is... He's doing so much work, y'all. So much work. There was also the... um Oh, the Big 12 game. So, for... The Big 12 and ruin its post. This was not the case. As far as the playoff goes, because Oklahoma won, hung on to their spot, solidified themselves as number two, um, won convincingly enough to hold off a Georgia that, you know, blew away number two in Avenger only loss and had a pretty good claim for the number one seed. But little old TCU was the other team in this game and was in line for a New Year's Six Bowl, 
which would have brought the conference millions of dollars. Um, and because it lost to an Oklahoma team that it was already, already clearly worse than, fell behind Washington. Now the Pac-12 gets that windfall. So, they revived Big 12 title game. We were right all along. The Big 12 did shoot itself in the dick, as predicted. Well done. I, I, I will, we'll have to get the reader who predicted that and give them full credit. But yeah, yeah, absolutely shot themselves in the dick. Which, when you think about it, pretty rootin' tootin' Big 12 thing to do there. Woo! Pew, pew, ow! Our most firearm-friendly conference by mascot. Yeah, ironically enough, shot itself in the dick. The market's never wrong. Yeah, and Baker Mayfield, I enjoy this, that Gary Patterson said, yeah, uh, good luck defending them, have fun. He wasn't talking about Baker Mayfield. He was talking about the Oklahoma defense. That's how complete this was. That Gary Patterson was like, yeah, man, whoever faces them, have fun. He was talking about a, like, a Mike Stoops defense. That's how, <laughs> that's how on it was versus the Horned Frogs. This was not close. It was not fun for them. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at you know the opponent-adjusted numbers for the full season and so on and so forth, not a great defense. Um, but like, if you look at just the big games... Bedlam accepted. If you look at Ohio State, TCU, TCU, um, at times when it's needed to be on, it's been on. Then, of course, at times they'll give it 52 points. But, yeah. Situationally, situationally, they can be really good. Yeah. If if they pull out the kind of game they did, um, you know, at their best, I mean, it feels crazy to say (laughs) Bet on Mike Stoops against you know Nick Chubb, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I again, you just want to get that offense back out of the field. <laughs> like, it's just whatever it takes. That's it. Whatever you can do to get Baker Mayfield out there, let him play safety. That's fine. That's cool. I was also correct in saying that the most entertaining game of the day would be the American Conference. Because the American Conference is, you know, like, at its peak, uh, the most entertaining conference. Because, you know, typically they're where everybody else gets their, like, ideas and coaches now, right? Yeah. Like, like oh, yeah, man. Some guy in the Americans just killing it. We should get him and, and sort of do a tamped down, slightly less interesting version of what he does with better players. Yeah, let's just do that. And that's the AAC because nobody plays defense whatsoever. When you get Memphis, like, Memphis ended up, this this whole game ended up being pretty much what you would script, like, at the end of Varsity Blues, right? Everybody run the oom to you. Just do it. Everybody just, you know, throw the ball all the time. When you run it, make sure it's it's wacky and you make a pitch like 15 yards downfield. Mackenzie Milton, my, me and my family would fight for you. Oh, you, man. Because you pitch, because not only you're a pretty damn good quarterback, uh, you pitch the ball like 15 yards into a run. He looks like, did you ever play the NFL Street video game? Yeah. Yeah, where you can like pitch the ball off the wall and it'll bounce back and like you know you can, you can pitch like as you're diving into the end zone. That's how this dude. I don't know if I've ever seen option quarterback do the stuff he does. Like completely fearless. It's like time stops for him or something. You know, like he he like literally does video game shit on the option. He's being tackled, but I guess not. <laughs> that guy's got the ball. He's thirty yards downfield. No, you know, I, like it, it looks like rugby shit. No, it is it is literally rugby grade pitches all the way down the field which you know like if anybody really wanted to do that that was one thing that kevin kelly the guy for at pulaski academy had entertained doing what's was okay well listen once you once you secure the ball make sure that you have a good relationship with the uh the dude behind you right like with a good option pitch relationship because uh, his thinking was you know like where can you open up space oh this is this is where you do it. You actually play the option well down the field. I kind of need to ask him about that, <laughs> right? See and see how that worked. But the the guy that it reminded me of was Darian Hagen. Darian Hagen was like Colorado's quarterback in '89. And if you look him up, there's YouTube videos of him like 30 yards downfield. Some of the guys cl- like closing in on him, and you know the ball just goes boop. <laughs> he just pitches. <laughs> it's like that kind of quarterback is like. Yeah, I never relinquished my right to pitch. I, I have, uh, you know, 
it's like we get in our heads that once you cross the line of scrimmage, like, okay, that's the ball carrier, you know? But, but in, a, in, in an offense like Scott Frost, eh, let's, let's, let's haggle about this. No, do it 30 yards downfield. Like, that's, that's, I totally think that's one of the future elements of, like, the game. If people are actually still playing football in 20 years in college, they'll just be like, well, screw it, pitch it, whatever. NFL will hate it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. Twenty years would probably be, you know, the, the NFL. They're 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 running nine verts. If somebody's about to grab your Coors Light silver bullet flag, because it'll be flag football, but you know, it'll be sponsored by some horrible swill beer. So it's a beer dangling off your belt. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> they have to drink your beer and then you're tackled. If they grab the silver bullet and chug the whole thing, you you pitch before they get a chance to do that. And then pitch to your teammate. Well, buddy, then you you got three. That's three. You know, get a third pitch in there. That's three. That's half of a six pack, buddy. If you if you recite the entire pledge of allegiance before the ball is, I I do like the uh, the AAC brand. Like you say, it's almost like it's what the Mac was, but competent. You know what I mean? Like the Mac's brand. I don't really know if it if it ever really lived up to it all that much. Like there are some wild Tuesday nighters and all that, but you know, not a lot of really really good teams. And like I don't think the games were quite as wild on average as we always felt they were. But man, the AAC. First of all, we got we got good teams. Um, the Power Six branding is a little bit of a stretch, but not that much. Not that much. No. Um, you know, if there were a Power Six, they would be the sixth. And like. You know, you got good coaches, you got good players, and they just do aggressive, cool shit and put a, <laughs> put a shitload of points. And like back to back, UCF might have played the two best games of the year. Um, and uh, hey, guess what? Nebraska's fun now, so get used to that. That's weird. Man, that's gonna be so weird. Cause you know what? They're gonna be good. I don't know. Imagine, what, I don't imagine know what, two years from now, like, oh shit, Nebraska <laughs> Purdue is this Saturday. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Tell my family I'm dead because I have to watch Nebraska Purdue. You're getting married during Nebraska Purdue? Fuck you. Get out of my life. <laughs> Sir, it's the birth of your child. It can wait. What? Listen, the will says you got to be down there. It's $15 million. Yeah, I can't get there. It's by <laughs> 2 o'clock. That's kickoff. <laughs> It was the Big Ten, so that's the middle of the third quarter. <laughs> the Purbraska death match. <laughs> Which is much better than the Nebraska do. The Nebraska do. Uh, the, the most Midwestern thing ever would be to call that like the Nebraska dang doodle. Sponsored by Milton Farm Industries. I think what they'll do is call it like the Wisdom Trophy. <laughs> Just because every new Big Ten trophy, if it's not made by the internet, like if if literally if we don't take charge for you, we as the internet, Jim Delaney's going to do some Jim Delaney shit. You notice the split, by the way. I love the split in the Big Ten psyche where if the people who are running the sport create something, it's always like, yes, this is this is the Courage Cup, the Courage yeah. Cup. The and, integ integrity trophy. And if it's from the fans, it's always like broken bits of chair. It's always some sort of deeply absurdist shit, like a riot bowl. A riot bowl, the seven dollar bowl of custard bowl. Yeah, like that's <laughs> the bowl bowl. <laughs> the bowl bowl. <laughs> like, the who thing... are we giving? Who are we giving that trophy to? The bowl bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like what's Wisconsin's tradition? I don't know. We play a rap song from Boston, and everybody gets drunk and tries not to fall over <laughs> while. Testing the structural integrity of the stadium. Also, the student section cusses everyone out. Yeah. It's, it's a beloved tradition. It's a beloved tradition. As opposed to like in the SEC where it's like, what's the student tradition? They're like, yeah, we tell everybody to suck a tiger's dick. <laughs> That's, That's A specific tiger's dick. Yeah. That, that one. <laughs> You're like, That's weird. That's weird on so many levels, dude. So many. I don't know. Odell Beckham said we had to. I don't know. We'll play a song that's actually a cameo song that was sampled on a Dem Franchise Boys record, and 
Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to it. But it ends with us asking you to fillet a tiger, but a specific tiger at that. Again, easily four levels of weirdness there. So, Big Ten, I appreciate you for, for, for you know, the dichotomy of your soul. Yeah. Hmm. I, did, um, I, I did not enjoy the SEC championship game. Not because Georgia won. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, they seem real happy. That's cool. You know, a lot of, there's a lot of good kids. They work Migos hard. was happy. Quavo was there. Quavo was happy. Quavo, you know, if Quavo's happy, I'm happy. That's fine. It just wasn't a very interesting game to watch because it became apparent very early on that, oh, okay, yeah, without a big old running back, you can give the ball 30 to 35 times. Uh, Auburn tends to be a very different-looking football team and not for their benefit. It was the opening drive. It was like, oh, shit, here we go. George is done. You know, it just looked like the first game had never ended. Um, and then start of the second quarter, you know, Georgia is kind of taking charge. And it's okay, it's going to be good. And then next thing you know, you look up and like, Auburn hasn't scored in <laughs> half an hour of game time. And, you know, yeah, so like, I think early in the third quarter, it was just, okay, there are, are no other games on in FBS. So we're just stuck watching this. We're just stuck watching Georgia be Nick Saban for a while. Yeah. And that that involves, by the way, though it was not helped by the worst performance by an officiating crew I've seen in a long time. Oh, that was it was Pac-12 ian. Yeah, it was it was worse than Pac-12 ian. It had all of the worst characteristics of Pac-12 officiating in that it seemed disorganized and uh, labored, but it also had the ACC's worst tenants like traits for some reason. Uh, a lot of ACC officials, uh, particularly, yeah, the legendary Ron Cherry, retired but not forgotten, uh, it had a tendency to assume that what I wanted to see in a football game was Ron Cherry making calls, which perversely toward the end of his career was true, right? <laughs> like, it got to be so bad <laughs> that I was like, oh, shit, man, we're under the Cherry moon. Let's watch Ron Cherry dominate this game. Because I had fully like gone past the hope of it being good and gone fully into the absurdist like hell yeah throw that flag. That's it. Now let's hear you describe it. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm listening. So it's, if the Pac-12 is, it's going to be just absurd debacle uh, on the spectrum. The <laughs> ACC ref is just very, 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 very picky. Yes, very nitpicky. We'll call game, things calls a tight game. One might say <laughs> does not let them play like a second skin. Yeah, and in this game, it was, I mean, Georgia got flagged for, like, tackling at one point. Oh, like, got, got like, a sideline warning for stuff nobody gets? Like, sideline warning on Georgia! And they show the camera, and it's, like, two guys out there. It's just, yeah. yeah. It, it was just a lot, of, a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, the Pac-12, by the way, the differentiator for me is the Pac-12 usually have stammering. And somebody, like, I don't know, <laughs> like, the mic falls off their shirt or something, right? <laughs> like or something looks that happened too that happened in one game this week where the ref like oh god damn it i'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows exactly what i'm talking about but it's uh, anyway y'all tweet at us because you know what i'm talking about the ref said like four words all backwards and inside out and do you know what i'm talking about here no but it was was very good but i look forward to enjoying this simulated stroke (laughs) somebody's gonna send you the video and then we can share it (laughs) this is good radio i (laughs) that's again that's my favorite thing about really bad officiating is when it turns into maybe this is the first time this person's ever done this right like uh, it's holding it's holding it's definitely holding on in the background 53 it's on 53 whoever that is there's not a 53 on the field. Well, that's on him. On him now. <laughs> Spot of the foul. Uh, third down. It's second. Second down. It's, <laughs> it's, and I feel bad. Like, I do legit feel bad because it's a hard, like, it's impossible. Like, officiating's impossible. Impossible. It's a really difficult job, you know? So, like, I try to always be relatively genial about it because i don't know what he is you just go ah dog i don't know man you're having a bad day at the office yeah i'm not gonna get mad i mean even if it's all against my team they're not trying to hurt my team they just didn't see it you know or they didn't see the angle i saw or we we have a differing interpretation of the rule book you know (laughs) 
But so just just find the just find something to laugh but, at. But but I'm gonna get these jokes off. <laughs> the jokes will be they will be in, in, in they will be uh, in rapid succession. No, that's gonna happen because, <laughs> dude, we're we're all here to laugh with you and at you. It's possible. We're flexible. <laughs> we'll do both of them, right? Uh, but yeah, I didn't really particularly enjoy it. It just wasn't a real entertaining game. It was kind of like the officiating just took it completely out of rhythm. And Georgia looked real good. Like Georgia looked incredible. Georgia looked like what Georgia probably should have looked like against Auburn. Um, and Auburn looked like what Auburn looks like without on Johnson. At I was, um, after this game, I was kind of listening out like, you know, we've been saying for a couple months, like, this is a, this is a year, this is a year of like parody and, you know, everyone is massively flawed. There's something super wrong with every team, you know, Clemson lost to Syracuse, Oklahoma got in a bunch of shootouts with eh, teams, you know, and, and, you know, UCF ain't played nobody and, you know, so on and so forth. I got to Georgia and it's like, um, their freshman quarterback looked bad in one out of 13 games. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. Everything, so, I mean. Everything else, <laughs> uh, y'all. Their offensive line. Go go look at uh, my favorite offensive line appreciator, Cole Kublik. Go, go look at his cut-ups of what Georgia's offensive line was doing toward the end of that game. I mean, all you need to know is that the domination was so complete. And so unattached to whatever the final score might have been that um, a Holyfield child was in and getting significant carries at the end of the game. So that's really all you need. It was a domination of all of the teams you put in there. Like at the end of the day of the four playoff teams after championship weekend, the one I felt the best about was Georgia because I'm like, oh, what they do is pretty simple, man. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what is it? Man, they're they're gonna knock up on you. They're they're just gonna beat you up. <laughs> and that that's a very simple plan. If it goes well, it goes well. And if it doesn't, you know, you lose by large margins. But um it's an honest proposal. Whereas like, I don't know, Clemson Clemson's been consistent, but Clemson didn't really like until this game. Like, maybe this is a spike that's indicating, like, oh, greater curve, and this is going to be a really dominant team. But for most of the year, Clemson's just pretty workmanlike, right? Elite. Yeah, they don't they don't really match the gas. And, like, yeah. <clears throat> Clemson people will tell you, it's like, you know, you get up by 10, and then you put in backups. We, we You know, that's how we that's how we keep it rolling. We get, you know, get the young guys reps and all that, which, sure, that's cool if you can hang on to it, and they almost always do. And that's how good they are, is that they can assume that, right? That they're like, oh, just put the backups, give them some reps. We can hold 10. Why? Because your defense is insanely good. You have an absolutely filthy defense and a defensive line um, that's probably like, what, top three or four in the nation? Oh, right? sure. I mean, And we saw this in the Deshaun Watson era. You know, they just wouldn't run him during the regular season. Save his legs for the playoff. Like they're like his fucking Shaquille O'Neal playing himself into shape for the playoff or something. Yeah. <laughs> like Clemson just... They think so long term in a way that a lot of programs don't, and that makes the playoff like fascinating for me. Like you have Bama, okay, all the five stars, they're going to get a little bit healthier. Not everybody's going to come back, but they're going to be a lot better than they were against Auburn. Um, Georgia looks like a damn monster. Oklahoma, same at this point, you know. And Clemson, I don't even think we know how good Clemson is this year. Yeah. So like to me, the whole Bama Ohio State debate, it was. I don't know. There's not a good choice. Pick one. Yeah, Either way, this playoff is fucking awesome. All four teams can win it. Yeah, and I and I know that like the the real the cocaine bet in this is Oklahoma because you're like I don't know it could be 57 52. Maybe one of these defenses will just rain Baker Mayfield in, hold him down, and wallop on him for four quarters and turn it into like some awful 24 seven saving crap, right? Um, but at the same time, like. You know, maybe they could just pull off a two-game. All you need is a two-game win streak, man. And you know what? Baker Mayfield's pretty good at win streaks. So, yeah, I, it it ended up being a fine playoff. I'm totally happy with it. Right? That's that's really all I want is a quality exhibition with the hint of a, a legitimate champion. Remember, over the course of a hundred plus years, this sport has moved <laughs> from popularity contests between twenty writers in the Northeast to a kind of pseudo-scientific polling method, to a a made-up single-game playoff, and now 
in this sport's third uh, century. We're now at the point where we have a quasi-playoff with a whiff of legitimacy. It's getting, you know, it's getting, this, this is religion, folks. Religion moves slowly. The Vatican, the Vatican will approve a playoff sometime in 2200. We'll be so dead by the time that happens. It'll be great. The um, we should mention the Pac-12 title game as well on Friday, when Stanford, <laughs> the game plan in the second half was, again like Ohio State, just keep giving it to the guy with one leg. Bryce Love, they showed him kind of unable to walk. Every time he gets hit, he has to have his ankle retaped, and like you're. You're Stanford. You have a lot of running backs. Everyone on your roster is either an offensive lineman, tight end, who's six eight, or a running back. What's happening here? I didn't. I did really didn't understand what Stanford was doing. No, not one bit. Um, I also, in watching it, like nothing about Sam Darnold changed. <laughs> Just you know, you're like, hmm, let's see a different Sam Darnold tonight. Little NFL scout way back in your head, right? Hmm, let's see what he's got to show me. Oh, that that he's. <laughs> He's an extremely risky proposition at all times, right? Like when you make the biggest play of the game, throwing out of your own end zone with, you know, defensive lineman's hands, like probably reaching your jersey. And uh, yeah, just make like a picture perfect throw 40 yards on a rope to get your team all the way down the field. Yeah, that's in flip. Yeah, that's it just makes in really ill advised decisions that I really wish. Um, he'd stay in school for another year. He won't, and he probably shouldn't. But man, like, don't. yeah, money, money is cool. Money's cool. I mean, when it's coming from the Browns, well, I think Jets. you know him, him and Rosen, they'll always be compared to each other. And like when when Josh Rosen throws a pick, I don't know. I just feel like, <clears throat> well, he had to. He had to try something. <laughs> you see the rest of this team. What was he supposed to do? <laughs> you know, he had to try to squeeze the thing in there. With the Arnold, it's like, did he? Really have to try to do just you know, take the sack and then hand it off to one of your five star running backs. You know, like I don't I don't know if I ever if I get Darnold. I know you could have. You're like, oh look, your safety valve is open. Okay, well I can understand. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you're not a risk averse quarterback. Maybe you're one of those guys who's going to try to make things happen. <clears throat> Counterpoint: You could just throw the ball to Ronald Jones and watch Ronald Jones just you know. Vita mix his way through the rest of the defense for a first down because <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah, like I almost, I almost wanted to play a game with the two of them where they switch teams. Right? Oh, like, goodness. I think that would have been so instructive for me because, like, <laughs> you're like, well, look, Rosen went twenty-eight for twenty-eight for five hundred and forty yards, eight TDs, mm-hmm. right, and one pick, or I'm sorry, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, because he threw one pick that he said he did uh, for humility. Right, <laughs> like Rosen was like, "It's a philosophical lesson. I'm just going to give you one to remind you that I chose to give this to you." It was a it was a field position decision. Um, you know, didn't, I didn't trust our punter in that in that situation. <laughs> punter says, "Well, yeah, I I, I understand." It. You're you're correct, Josh. Like I sort of feel like with Sam Darnold, like it, behind UCLA's line and working with those skill players, it might have been a very different story on him. Yeah, obviously we're. Uh, we're biased. This is a Josh Rosen, Josh We're Rosen very program. Josh Rosen positive program sponsored by Josh Rosen. <laughs> Someday we might be. I hope so. The bowl season. Uh, we're not really going to touch on it tonight directly um, because it, we have a lot of that to go. And uh, I mean, y'all have a lot of it because I'm leaving the country. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fully in the scene just in time. Good luck. Have fun with that. Thanks, Gary. Mm. Uh, But we're not really going to touch on it too much. I do want to say that a couple of things, as the kids would say, appear to be a light, appear to be exciting, appear to be uh, good prospects for the bowl season just beyond uh, the standard playoff matchups, right? Playoff matchups, I think we agree. Uh, They're hot. They're very good. Yes. Whereas the bowl matchups, <laughs> the bowl matchups are everything one could want out of a bowl season, and, and then the rest of it too. It's all there. <laughs> what Kentucky Northwestern isn't moving you? 
Um, no, no. <laughs> uh, you know what? I will say this though. I did look at it and I was like, ah, oh, man, UAB Ohio. And then I looked over and saw it was the Bahamas Bowl, and I was like, I'm gonna bring that up a notch. <laughs> the um, yeah. There, I mean, there's some winners in there. It's 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 a ball season. There are Texas Tech USF in Birmingham. Hater. That's the one that makes classic. Me you know what? That's gonna. What I, I, I'm fuck gonna happen here. I'm gonna call this. It's either gonna hail or snow in that game. <laughs> just something like that. Just screams it right. Like, do you remember when you saw Texas Tech and USF playing a rain of frogs in Birmingham? Bunch of USF. You know, Tampa. Tampa boys. What? What the fuck is happening? I don't like. I give the advantage to anyone from Lubbock in that. When you're like, why is it raining mud? And everyone in Lubbock is like, man. You know what? The mud rain is the best. That's the good stuff. Oh, I love a nice mud rain. <laughs> Reminds me of my favorite George Strait song, Mud Rain. That was the one where, you know, like, I do our bowl projections every week, and I'll tell you what, man, I could have done a thousand of those and not settled on Texas Tech USF in Birmingham. <laughs> I don't know how they cooked that one up, but I'm glad they did. Uh, guaranteed banger. Peach Bowl. Auburn UCF. Oh, Auburn. Oh, buddy, you better want to <laughs> watch. I want you to watch all your asses. Gus, I know you just got paid, which means you're back on the hot seat. So you, you <laughs> better not go and lose to the mid-major. Yeah, don't because that's definitely a fire Gus week if that happens, right? Like, Remember yes. two kinds of weeks in Auburn? There's the keep Gus and there's the fire Gus weeks. And if you lose to UCF, a very game, able, challenging, and extremely angry, undefeated US, UCF team, right? They lost their coach. And they get excluded from any sort of real postseason considerations. Yeah, guess what, y'all? You're in trouble. Like <laughs> you buckle, buckle the hell up, because uh, you don't want to lose this one for a lot of reasons, Auburn. Uh, another one, which is an like again, if you told me this was gonna be a great game, I would have laughed in your face. But here we are, Foster Farms Bowl, Arizona Purdue, lit, ablaze. I think this is the um. <clears throat> the college football hipsters game of the, at least on the power five level, you know, Khalil Tate versus Jeff Brom. Let's hold my calls. Hold my calls. Everybody else is like, Wait, what? And you go, mm, I'm going to have to explain this to you as to why you should watch a bowl game being played in a, I believe a baseball stadium <laughs> in San Francisco in front of some very confused locals. <laughs> 90 people in attendance. 90 people and me, or 91 with me sitting there. <laughs> this is the best shit ever. <laughs> I just ran a triple flea liquor. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Khalil Tate just, Khalil Tate just dove in the bay. They're gonna have to get him out of the kayak. <laughs> I, um, someone, someone, I think tweeted this at us earlier and, um, I don't know. Go check our mentions and credit that person. Michigan state. Oh, they fucked up. They're playing somewhere with nice weather. Oh no. They're, uh, they're playing they're playing in Northern Cali. They're doomed. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it's in Santa Clara. They don't they're not playing at the baseball stadium anymore, by the way. So Khalil Tate doesn't get to run into the water. He gets to run into um I don't know, parking lot. Another yeah, well, which located next to uh, Jamba Juice, located next to I don't know, Apple. Man, it's I wonder if you took all his rushing yards how many seasons of football it would take him to actually reach San Francisco from Santa Clara, like 30. Yeah. Easy. And then when you factor traffic in, yeah. Running laterally through that, he's going to be 60 years old. Fortunately, lane splitting is legal in California. So he'd probably make some really good time there. He'd be there by the time he was 50. Uh, in addition to that, a, a couple of other ones that I'm just like looking at and going, Oh, <laughs> there's an art to this game, but I'm not saying it's the kind of art you'd hang on your wall. Okay. Maybe like a Francis Bacon, right? <laughs> Tortured, <laughs> painful. Let's let's put this in a museum so I don't have to look at it. <clears throat> the Outback Bowl has Michigan and South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I needed to see Jim Harbaugh and Will Muschamp try <laughs> try to to like play a football game between two kind of teams that are challenged in some different and yet very similar ways. But here we are. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, both coaches have been ejected. Now Ryan Nanny is in charge of both teams. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> yeah, this is this hey, coach. Wait, Coach Mushamp, your team having a good time down here? You know, because like a bull, bull's not for a good time. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be Co- so unhappy. Coach, you, you know, if if you win this game, all of America gets a free coconut shrimp. What the fuck is a shrimp? <laughs> this is is this like this is like when Alabama defensive coordinator Jeremy Pruitt uh, revealed that he did not know what asparagus was. <laughs> Not that he had never eaten it, but that he didn't know what it was. Yeah, that's that's real. That happened. Yeah, that that's real, and that happened. Alabama's that's how long he's been in the film room for Nick Saban. I don't know what vegetable is. <laughs> what about this, like, triple complicated, like, exotic blitz? Oh, that's easy. Asparagus? What the hell? I think we're done. Yeah, well, now we're also uh, Herm Edwards is official. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, now, now we're done. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. They fucking did it. <laughs> What's the fucking? <laughs> you play to win the game, and also to play get your... to win six games. <laughs> you play to win four games. you play to win to get your former agent to hire you even though you're 64 Jesus (laughs) oh man I hope Top Graham is somewhere somewhere with like the lightest cheapest beer possible just soaking it all in and in the in the in the picture that ASU tweeted out it's of (laughs) it's of Herm Edwards looking up as if to say huh that's that's hey listen you can't spell Herm without huh? Uh, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs>